everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Translating Love. I'm Danielle. And I'm Wolfgang. We are starting this podcast because we think it's a cool and interesting and also exciting project for us to do as a couple, but also for me personally to dip into the podcast world to see how it works, to see how much work and preparation and dedication uh, goes into making a podcast. What's interesting that we're trying, that's like our second trial to do this first podcast, uh, not because we didn't do well the first time, but more so that uh, it's a process and it's not super easy to sit in front of a microphone to just talk. It's hard sometimes to think of what do I say next and what's the where is this conversation going and where do we want it to go and how do we get there? Exactly. And I think the main reason why podcasts are good and bad is because it's natural or it's even not natural. It's not natural. So we want to make this podcast as natural as possible, which means we don't want to edit a lot because it's tedious, it's time consuming and by editing the podcast a lot, I think the the nat the natural uh, the natural conversation yeah the natural conversation is getting lost um, and yeah so as I said again we already did the first podcast but particularly I wasn't super satisfied with it but that's why we're trying it again exactly so. For you, this is the first time you're hearing the first episode. For us, this is the second time we are recording it. Yes. So our goal is to make it interesting, engaging, and also, like Wolfgang said, more natural, more natural conversation. Exactly. Um, but I think what's also important is to just quickly lay out what the podcast is about to give all the listeners like a... a a little insight why why we're doing it and what it is about, essentially. We didn't want to make a podcast that was too one-sided. And so we were thinking about what our main theme or goal of the podcast could be. And we decided that we would just go with, in general, a relationship podcast. Because that not only can... But some of you would say, there's so many fucking relationship <laughs> podcasts. Yeah, that's true. But I think our, I mean, oh, everyone is saying that, but our relationship is different. <laughs> it's so unique. Yeah. <laughs> Every relationship is fucking unique. But I think we have uh, this little different uh, thing or this little different fact that we both come from different countries, different backgrounds. Yes, we grew up in the Western Hemisphere, so we grew up in a fairly nice world. Privileged. Privileged, white. We don't get much of that part covered, of course, but I think uh, the main thing in in this podcast, and that's why we call it Translating Love, is the difference between languages, the difference between articulating in those languages and and loving in those languages, because it's not just like okay, uh, I'm together with someone from my country. It's just not that simple. I think we take language for granted. Being being in a relationship with someone where we, when we speak two different languages as our mother language, I think it has opened up to me that 
as strange as it is, we take language for granted. Right. I think you get that a lot, even if you're talking to your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, whoever, in the same language, and you have no idea what they're talking about. Like in, in, like in, in fighting situations or, or when you argue or whatever. Sometimes you stand in front of the person and they tell you words you know, but you have no clue what they mean. And now imagine that in a different language. You know and you speak that language well enough to understand them, but there is just so much more going on in that conversation and you have no idea what they mean. I mean, I think it, it counts on both sides. But I mean, on the one side, when you both speak the same language fluently, so to say two people who were born speaking English, yeah. You still have misunderstandings and miscommunication that happens in every relationship. Right. But when you put it in terms of, okay, we speak different languages. So, for example, sometimes Wolfgang and I will have a fight or an argument. And a, most, I would say 99% of the time it's in English. Yeah, and that's right. mostly based on my German I, I don't have the vocabulary to argue yet in German <laughs> unless I say something mean. Yeah, like right. Heute Right, for example. You can look that up and you're welcome. Um, but I think a lot of the misunderstandings that we have are purely language-based. So it's not tone-based or like it is when you speak the same language. It's purely language-based, I would say 95% of the time. But he'll say something maybe in English that he, in his head, translated directly from German. And the direct translation into English is just not how we would phrase it if we were to say the same thing in English. And so it comes off sometimes harsh or it comes off as if he's saying something really mean when in fact it's just the way that things are translated. And sometimes it just doesn't work. And that goes both ways from right. English to German or right. German to English. I mean, I would disagree a little bit because I think that where we start, that that was the point where we started off. That True. Basically, all our fights in the beginning of this relationship were based on that fact. Yeah. But I think it changed a lot. Sure. Because we grew, we grew and we also learned to know each other much better. And we also learned to <clears> pick <throat> up on the fact that we have that language barrier. Right. Right. And sure, my German has gotten a lot better, so I understand him a lot better. And I also understand the way that he speaks English better. Yeah, yeah. But And so it still happens from time to time. But I think we learn to think a little bit more before we react to something yeah. where we say, okay, maybe they didn't mean it the way that it was said or the way that we hear it yeah, is different. Yeah. But yeah, we're going off topic a little bit. We are. I think it's vital to understand us a little bit better to to keep the conversation going and also to uh, understand our standing points and where we are today and why we are here. And that's why we thought it would be just quickly or in this first episode, just a nice background for us to get, or like, to give you our background, um, and to just talk a little bit where we came from and um, where we met, and yeah, yeah, and how we basically got to this point. Yeah, I mean, the first time we met was in two thousand eight mm -hmm. in your school at my high school in Wawatosa East. Woot woot four one four. Um, and we, so I was there with my school. Um, it was like a school trip for two weeks or for 15 days, 16 days. 
and we we uh, came to Wisconsin for a couple of days, and then we went to Chicago. Why they chose Wisconsin, I'm still not entirely yeah, because, sure. <laughs> because our teacher has... Oh, they knew each other. No, 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 no. No? No. We had a, 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 like a native speaker in our school from uh, Milwaukee. And our really? Te- yeah, and our teacher uh, has relatives in Milwaukee. Oh, and the native speaker, we basically, uh, li- we're living, like the whole class, we're living in the native speaker's uh, neighborhood. So the fam- mm-hmm. all families of the neighborhood took us in and like two people in each house. And yeah, it was really nice. But essentially that that's where we met because we, through that native speaker, we were able to go to Wauwatosa well, East um, and and spent three days there, even though I spent only two days there because I was sick. But yeah, um, it was a cool, cool trip. And yeah, we, we met there. That's where we met. They, we met in my German class. So I am very thankful that I took German in uh, middle school and high school. We always had the choice, and this is most schools, I think, in the U.S. or most public schools, but you have the choice between French, Spanish, and German, at least when I was going to school so it may have changed by now but those were usually the three options yeah and i was always the one to kind of go against what everybody else is doing the non-conformist and so i was like nobody takes german and so i took german and i'm so glad i did yeah um as you maybe know already i am from austria um this little country in the heart of europe and not to be confused with Australia. Yeah, that's not in Europe. Happens all the time. That's somewhere, some, somewhere completely different. But yeah, I'm from Austria. And um, so my German is pretty good. My English is not so good. Your <laughs> German is pretty good. My German is pretty good. Since <laughs> I'm from <laughs> Austria, we speak Austrian German. And if you know Arnold Schwarzenegger, you might know what I'm talking about. I'm trying to hide my accent a little bit, but it's there. Austrian German is essentially, it's German, but it's a dialect of German. So to me, it sounded like a completely different language than I mean, German when I moved here. Yeah. Because it's, I always describe it as round. It's a very round language. And it's also very, it's a lazy language. It's a lazy language. They they make, they take words and just try to shorten them somehow. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to say the full word. Yeah, right. But it's it's also, I mean, it's a fun language. I like German. I, uh, I like Austrian German. I actually like Austrian German better than I like German. Yeah, I mean, yeah, me too, but I grew up here, so I'm biased. Yeah. But yeah, I grew up in Austria, and I had a nice nice childhood. My, I ha- I'm a twin, so I have a twin sister. And yeah, and until 2008, I was not aware that there was Danielle. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she basically chose Chose, chose me. Mm-hmm. She chose me based on a list. Yeah. So that's, I think, my favorite part of the story of how we met. Because had this little thing not happened, we may have not not gotten to know each other. Because there, So basically, my German class was given a list of names a couple days maybe before his class came. How many people came from your class? Do you know? Uh, I'm pretty, pretty much all of them. I think four or six people stayed. So about 20 people. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. We had, and we had about 20 people in our class in my German class. So basically the, there was a list that went around that got passed around our room and it had all of the names and birthdays of the Austrian students. And all we had to do was write our name 
next to one of them. And that's who we would get. And they would basically then shadow us for the next couple of days. So follow us around to all of our classes and we just kind of show them around the school. And then at the end of the day, we don't see them until the next day. So they go home to their host families. And I saw his name and I thought it was so cool because the name Wolfgang, who you never see that name in the U.S. And so I was like, okay, yeah. And then I look over at his birthday and it's the same day as mine. It's a year difference. He's one year older. But I was like, that's fate. So I put my name next to his. And that was that was kind of the beginning of all of it. Some might say it's a coincidence. But essentially, it's isn't it the same? <clears throat> I think it's fate. Isn't life based on coincidences? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Are you going to get philosophical now? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, that's how we met. And we stayed in contact uh, over Facebook because that was, that was I think, 2008 or 2007, Facebook came to Europe. And so thanks to Facebook, we stayed in contact until 2016, where I went back and things, yeah, like turned a little bit for us mm -hmm. or, or yeah, yeah I we mean, got when, more serious. When you're younger, I mean, we were 16, 17 18, when we met. 17, 17, yeah. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. you know, you, I totally had a crush on him when I first saw him and the night before, so when I knew it was going to be his last day, the night before <laughs> I wrote a little note because that's what we did in 2008, we used to write notes to each other. And so instead of actually talking to each other face to face, and I wrote him a note that asked him basically to be my long distance boyfriend, but I chickened out and I never gave it to him. And I ended up finding it years later. But yeah, so I, I totally chickened out, but it turned out he didn't even come the, the last day because he was sick. So that was a huge bummer because I didn't really get to say goodbye or see him off. Yeah. And so that's why I was so glad we found each maybe, other on Facebook. Maybe that was also fate that it was sick. Maybe it was also fate that I chickened out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, basically, I mean, we were young. There's no, like, you don't think about, okay, that, that could happen or that could be something. Or you that just, could even work because we live so far away exactly. from each other. You just don't really, it's just something out of your world, out of your, of, of, of your spectrum, so mm -hmm. to say. But as you get older, you start to realize that those boundaries really aren't so massive when you really think about them. You have to be able to sacrifice a lot of things, sure, but it's not impossible. You start to see that those those types of relationships aren't impossible. It's a lot of work and a lot of dedication, more so with normal relationships, but yeah. Um, but more, I think, in another podcast. <laughs> Normal relationships. <clears throat> yeah, in like regular, <laughs> yeah, not I long distance, different. Mm -hmm. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, we stayed in contact. And in 2016, um, we were both in a place where like things changed a lot. I was done with my bachelor's and basically on the on the verge to break up with my, my girlfriend back then. Um, and yeah, and you were... Married. I was married. Still. Um, and But also not really happily married. And there was a lot going on. And we essentially found each other again, kind of. Or we kept, we started talking more and more. And, and we started talking more, not just like friendly talking, but also like showing each other that we truly cared about each other. We would tell each other things that we weren't exactly comfortable talking to other people about where we, at least for me, I felt like he really understood me. Yeah, it was an intimate 
in a lot of ways deeper. that that other people didn't understand me. Yeah, it was just it was just deeper level mm -hmm. conversations, and it was really nice. And um, yeah, when I was done with my bachelor's, I decided to go back to the U.S. and and visit her. At that time, I was living in Oregon, Oregon in Portland, yeah. and I'd moved out there because my my I have an older brother, and he and I play music together. And we had a band when we were in Wisconsin that we, I mean, since we were in high school, we were playing together and we made an album in 2014. And then he was like, oh, I'm moving to Portland. And so I decided to follow him and we continued our music there. And so that's kind of what led me out to the West Coast. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, I visited Danielle in summer 2016 and stayed in Portland for a week. Um, and then I went to San Francisco and then I went home. And um, from that week, basically, we knew, okay, there is something we might want to like um, try to sort things out first. Yeah. I mean, we knew before that there was something, but it's kind of hard to know got more clear. how you feel about someone when it's only through texting, texting or social media, yeah. that kind of communication. Yeah. It really makes it more solid and more clear if you see them face to face and you spend time with them and you know, okay. And I think we knew, I mean, I felt like I knew from literally the first second I saw you when I picked him up at the airport, I I was like, yep, the, what I feel is real. It's not just some random little crush or something. It was real. Mm. And yeah. After after his trip, I mean, the last night of his trip, we were both sitting and talking and thinking, okay, what what do we do next? And I had already had a trip planned um, to Austria before he came. I had planned a trip to visit him there, basically for the same reason. Um, I had also been through a trauma, which won't be talked about in this episode, maybe at a later time. And it was just 2016 was kind of a a shit show of a year. Yeah. It was the, both the best and worst year of my life, I always say. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, going through a divorce and struggling with how I feel about somebody else while I'm still going through that divorce. And then uh, the, I went through a trauma and it was just kind of a lot. And so I, I needed to kind of get away. And I, I had that feeling. It's kind of a cliche, but, you know, you just need to get as far away as possible. From Basically, where you are. run away from all your problems. No, not no. away from, no, but no, a way to be able to process. Because I where I was, I couldn't, I didn't have the the space to I be know. able to do that for myself. And and yeah. so I just decided, okay, I need to take a little trip. I had never taken a trip solo before overseas. And so I thought, okay, that's that would be kind of a, a spiritual journey for myself. And so I had actually planned a trip anyways. Um, like a two-week trip, I think, to Austria. And then he ended up coming to me before that in the summer. Yeah. And by that time, once he left, we knew that it was something more, and I ended up extending my trip, so it was a month yeah. that I came to visit. But that that is in more detail in the next episode. We go into a little more detail about that yeah. whole time. Right. So now you know where we met and how we met and why we met. And in the next episode, which will be part two of our little story, uh, we'll go more into detail how we came together, um, the visa stuff, 
getting married and stuff like that. And I also hope that that's beneficial to anyone with inter anyone who's in a similar situation where they're not sure how any of that stuff works. And also and more like not like if you think about, oh, I have someone in another country or I would need to go there or he would need to come here. I, it works. It it works. We're living proof. And there are a lot of people we know that that happened for them. Mm -hmm. It definitely takes sacrifice. So you yeah. have to be open to sacrificing things because you can't – one person is going to have to sacrifice more. That's just how it is. Yeah. But it's also a relationship. Relationships are give and take. So everything eventually balances itself out. And it also I, – I don't think that it should ever be seen as, okay, I did this for you. Now you have to do something equally as massive for me. Right. I think it's just you have to be able to work together and come to the decision together of of who makes the bigger sacrifice in this at this time because there will be other times in life where it that's just what that's what relationships are about it's give and take the takeaway is here that you can do it if yeah. you have your mindset you can do it and if it's just drying it out and you see okay it doesn't work out then you just go back and then you know and then you know at least but it's always if you feel If you both feel the right way, it's worth a shot. But yeah. And one more cute thing, because it's cute. And he didn't say it before, but I think it's cute. When, and maybe you could just tell it, but when the whole thing with the list, when I picked him, there was another aspect to that part of the story when you came to I mean, the school. Yeah, we basically came late there. So I was there with I came there with three or four people and we took the wrong bus so we were late and I remember walking and I remember walking into the school and I remember Danielle and three other people or four other people like the other shadowing uh, uh, colleagues of Danielle were waiting for us and when I saw Danielle I was like I hope that she is the one who I will follow around and yeah we'll know how that worked out Pretty well, I'd say. Yeah. So yeah, I hope you like this first episode. I know it's it's yeah, it's a process as as we said before, mm -hmm. and we'll and not try every to... episode will be like this one. A, this is we wanted to give a little background about ourselves and our relationship because I think it opens up then more topics in the future where we don't have to constantly go back and explain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. because we're talking about this because blah 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 yeah. blah, and it it makes. I think it makes more sense to get all of this part right. out of the way. Right. So we are open for criticism and feedback. And yeah, just yeah. just if you really like it, just just maybe uh, give it a like or give it a positive comment or, or whatever. Rate it well. I have no fucking idea. And yeah, I hope you will tune in for the next one. We're also open to any for anyone out there, if anyone is listening, who is in a similar situation where you're in long distance relationship in two separate countries or you're struggling with that stuff, we're always open. You can always reach out if you need help. I actually had a lot of help from, I found a blogger um, in Austria who oh, yeah, was she from, episode. she was uh, from Australia mm. and her now husband is, was from Austria mm. and she was basically in the same situation where it's remember, just a yeah. lot to process and it's a lot to figure out. And she was a really big help to me. But yeah, so, more, more, more in the next episode. More in the next episode. But okay. you can always reach out. 
Bye. Bye.